To defeat my enemy, I extinguish his life and consume him as I consume these flames. <laughs> you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> English, motherfucker, do you speak it? I thought you said he was a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from, eh? I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago. That's how you get the ball. I heard you paint houses. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Brackets and B-Rolls. It's me, it's your boy, Fly Guy Ty, a.k.a. Ooh, hit my mic. A.k.a. Ty, you know, I'm uh, I'm on that. I keep doing it backwards. So I think I'm just going to rock with that for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, I'm your, one of your hosts. Go ahead and let her know who's sitting across from you, man. Hello. My name is Pietor. I am here with Ty on the B-Rolls and the Brackets. It's your boy, Quattro. What up, y'all? Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if people gonna like that that Russian accent you tried to you tried to pass off there. Uh, but hey, who gives a who gives a damn? We having fun. We're we gonna here. love it because it's me and I'm back on the mic. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing, bro? I'm great, bro. You know, I battled battled COVID <laughs> twice since the last time we spoke. And no, I'm sorry. Like, what? Nah, I don't have. I did have it once, but like you knew about that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every, life's life's good, bro. You know, Drake and Drake and Future. Life's good. Yeah, man. Only uh, I don't know if there's a hot take. Only half that song is good. I like. I listen to it up until oh God. Un, up until Future up until Future finishes his little his little monologue. Like shit, life is good. Know what I mean? And then as soon as his <laughs> verse starts, I stop. I got skip the song. Bro, the whole song is good. Bro. But like, I don't like. But like, it, I like the vibe Drake's, that Drake sets starts is, with. Is Drake's part better? Sure, but like the whole song is quality. But like I'm not really into that. Like I'm I like I was too much I was too busy feeling the vibe that Drake like led off with to me for me to like warm up to like what future came in with. And granted, I ain't like I'm not even gonna like lie to you. Like in full transparency, I don't like Future's part so much. I don't think I've listened to it since the first time I heard it. However, wow. <laughs> I will listen to it again. I'll like listen to the full song and see if I change my mind. No, you won't. Yes, I will. I promise. Like as soon as like when we leave here, like I, I, I we'll go we'll go get some food. Uh, I'll listen to it. We'll, we'll play that and we'll see if I like it. You gonna? You're not. Because <laughs> I, I, I know you. You're not gonna change your opinion. <laughs> yes, that's sick. That's that's false. No, I change my mind all the time. Not all things that I agree. Okay, that's anymore. true. Yeah, if you just if you agree with it, that's like kind of like. So how come you listen to that three minute song, but I asked you to rewatch a two hour movie with me, and you just refused? What movie? I know you're not. Yes, you won't do it. I know you did not just say BBS is two hours. I know you did not just say two hours. Almost three, but my dude, what? It's not, bro. The theatrical. The ultimate edition. I'm not watching the theatrical. If I watch it again, I watch. I wasn't gonna make you put yourself through that. No, because like I already know how bad the theatrical edition is. If I watch the ultimate, there's a chance that I might. Semi enjoy it, right? Right. So you know, I'm just finding weird that you'll listen to that song again and not the movie and watch the movie with me again. But well, cool. um, well, you know, like you said, two or three minutes versus three hours. You know, I don't know. It's not that big of a difference, bro. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? Three minutes versus 180? What? I'm glad you knew the math. But I. <laughs> We'd have been sitting here all day for me trying to figure that out. I don't even know what formula to put that in <laughs> to figure that out. I was like, wait, Bro. how did he get there? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. Uh, you know, it's three minutes in. We ain't said a damn thing about what this show is. But, I mean, hey, this episode five, I hope you guys understand. Um, uh, just 
a little transparency just to pull back the curtain or whatever. What what was the curtain in uh, that movie, uh, Wizard of Oz? Like, it was it the was, what color curtain was it? Was it like a blue curtain, purple curtain? I thought it was green. I, oh, was it? I mean, the Emerald City. I would assume it was green. Oh, uh, hey, we just gonna call it the Emerald. Yeah, curtain. no, I might have been red. Low key. The point is, we pulling know. the curtain back. Um, so we recorded like four episodes at once. Um, cause you know, COVID happened over the summer, and we both wanted to get some stuff done, but was we it both four? got sick. Yeah, we got four. Yeah, we wow. got four. Okay. And, I don't know why I thought it was two. Was <laughs> <like>. <laughs> no, we, we got four. We got four. Um, and uh, so so we have four episodes done. And then like when we had to stop because I had to go back to school. And so we weren't in the same city. So we couldn't record anymore. We could have done it remotely. But like we both wanted to uh, get it done, you know, in person. Because, you know, you get a different energy when you're in the same room with the person you're recording with. Like it's just better, better quality. You know, you get, it's just all around a better experience. Um, so... Right. Now, now we're here. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm going to be back in town for a few days. Hopefully, we can get the last eight episodes done, and then we can bring out the show in, like, December, because, like, I have to edit all these, and I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I haven't touched one. Um, <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't even, like, I just... Sound like somebody I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, to be fair, I don't have a deadline. Like, I don't yeah, have, that's like... True. <laughs> Like I'm just kind of moving at the at the at the speed at the speed I want to. Plus, like I got school and stuff I'm thinking about, and uh, other other stuff that I'm kind of I'm kind of working through at the time. But um, you know, that's just to let you guys know. So, um, a little bit of a mishap right there, but it's all good. We back. Fuck, we're back at it. Damn it. Um, so uh, let, let's just go ahead and hop into it. A uh, quick little explanation or you know recap what the show is. Uh. March Madness plus movies, you know, you take a certain genre. We did crime and uh, crime and gangster films this this season. Watched uh, twenty six of them uh, randomly. Picked them hoes off IMDb. Uh, definitely gonna have to figure out a better better way to do that because I feel like people ain't gonna like the list that we came up with this year. But uh, hey, y'all gonna deal with it, and we just gonna learn and we gonna grow from it as a as a unit, as a family. You know, BRB family. Yeah, we word up. We gonna have to BRB come. brothers. The brotherhood. But what about the No Girls Allowed Cooties? Oh, oh, wow. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't he doesn't speak for me. I disagree <laughs> heavily. No, nah, but we got we got um the the past four episodes, you know, we've been we talked through the uh the bottom ten movies that didn't make the top sixteen. Then we did we reviewed um uh the first four of the top sixteen in episode four, I believe, or episode three. I fucking don't remember. Like I probably should have looked it up to be sure. In fact, I'll I'll do that for y'all right now. I'll I'll be sure to before I give you guys wrong information, even though you've already listened to the episode. So like you know what the hell I'm talking about. Um I'm pretty sure Yes, we've done we've reviewed eight of the first six of the top sixteen so far. So now in these next two episodes, we're gonna give you guys we're gonna review the last four. Or excuse me, the last eight. Uh, that we that we working through we uh we rank them we're doing them by release date so like we're not giving you guys any hints as to how we're gonna rank them uh in the in the bracket you know uh that kind of thing but uh you know episode five coming at you guys also we haven't talked about this are we like gonna do titles or are we just gonna do like like episode five episode six like how you how you think we should do that um i, I don't know I know with Supcast you did not do titles. No, but you but would like put like what it was. Yeah, like yeah, cause, byline or cause, whatever. Because we did not. Because what I what we did for Supcast, we would title Supcast is the old podcast that I used to do. Mm. By the way, Cyrus is on it. Uh, it's actually still available. If anybody, I don't know about that because I don't know when this is coming out. So by the time this comes out, Supcast might not be available anymore. But 
Whatever. Uh, I think it is because you stopped paying for it. No, yeah, I'm not still. I'm still paying for. Oh, it. I'm paying, oh, you are still. Paying yeah, we're still for, paying okay. for it okay. through the release of this. Then once this like comes out, then like I'm gonna stop paying for it. Cause, like, oh, okay. I just want to do it just cause like I don't know if people still listen to it, but like just because I I go back and listen to it just for laughs. But um, uh, so we named them episode. We actually named the episodes, but we didn't um, cause like there's no there was no like real. Uh, uh, like through line, like this is like a season. So like this is mm-hmm. one season of like an of, and then we're doing episode one too. Like there's twelve episodes in the season. Yeah, that's I, it. So I'd like, but like I think it'd be funny to, to, just, to. Yeah, I think it would be too. It just it's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, reading your titles, I can fucking tell. Yeah, I be having to. <laughs> you can tell. I like in real thought, and there be sometimes I just be like, bro, I, like I will listen to like the first five minutes or whatever I think was the funniest in the five minutes. I'll go based off that. <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, I just, mm-mm. <laughs> and then the, the worst thing is, in like every episode, there's a point where I'm like, all right, yeah, hey, hey, that was funny, bro. That's the name of the episode. And then that's the name of the episode. <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll figure that out. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a poll. Y'all can y'all can help us decide on the on Or the maybe gram. each episode could be a name of a character from that movie. Maybe. That actually might not be a bad idea. But, uh, you know. But we reviewed more than one movie. You know? Yeah. Damn. Hey. <sighs> We'll figure, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but just to you know, recap it because like I feel that we have to movies that we've done so far. We did uh, in the top sixteen. That is, uh, we did on the waterfront, The Godfather, Scarface, The Untouchables. Um, what else? We did Miller's Crossing. Oh no, we did Goodfellas, Miller's Crossing, Reservoir Dogs, uh, and Pulp Fiction. And then this week, um. We're gonna give you guys it's it's a surprise. We're gonna release we're gonna let you know as we talk about them. But uh that's enough, you know, dilly dallying. We about ten minutes in. I ain't said shit about the movies yet. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. First up, we got Casino, released in nineteen ninety five, directed by the one and only Martin Scorsese, written by Martin Scorsese and Nicholas Pelleggi, I believe how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Starring Robert De Niro, Sharon Stone, Joe Pesci, and James Woods with the Rotten Tomato score of ninety-six. With a, gosh darn it, I forgot the critics' consensus. Give me a second, folks. We're just all over the place today. Uh, casino, Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, I'm just letting you guys see everything today. Like, there's just really no professionalism today. That's just that's just how that's just how you guys know, like, how much I, like, we fuck with you. Like, we love you enough to let you see us at our worst. So, like, when you see us at our best, like, you can really appreciate it. Ain't that right? Uh, critic um, consensus. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Critics consensus. Um, impressive ambition and bravura. Performances from an outstanding cast help Casino pay off in spite of a familiar narrative that may strike some viewers as a safe bet for director Martin Scorsese. In Vegas, everybody's got to watch everybody else. Since the players are looking to beat the casino, the dealers are watching the players. The boxmen are watching the dealers. The floormen are watching the boxmen. The pit bosses are watching the floormen. The shift bosses are watching the pit bosses. The casino manager is watching the shift bosses. I'm watching the casino manager, and the eye in the sky is watching us all. How did you feel about casino, sir? It looked like that face you made. That face bet. That face you made. Do you disagree with their critics' consensus? You you operate in what you operate in. I mean, <laughs> like you you can't expect the man. It's like telling LeBron to play football. Like he's he's gonna stick with what works, you know. But 
No, Casino was actually one of the first films, if not maybe the first film, besides The Irishman, that I watched um, when we started doing this. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I've always been really interested into, you know, movies that deal with like games, uh, more table games like you know poker, mm-hmm. you know blackjack, like stuff casino like that. life, specifically like casino life. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I thought always thought that was cool. Um, and so seeing this movie that he had made when I had never heard of it before we started watching this. Yeah, me neither. And I was like, oh, okay, let me check this out. And it was really, really good. I loved um, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, actually, I did love Martin Scorsese's. You know directing in this movie also really liked uh the actors that were in it joe pesci shannon stone don rickles and if you haven't sharon stone I'm, oh i say that i said shannon wrong. stone we were talking about that <laughs> sharon stone uh she did a really good job in this and uh don rickles and james woods were in it don rickles is you ever like watch don rickles stand up no hilarious dude is funny racist but he's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he is a fool but I really loved uh, how this movie progressed. I really liked how they really uh, drove home the friendship between Ace and Nikki, because um, like it started out they like used to like kind of run the streets together, and then you know Ace went off to Vegas and became this big name, and then uh, he kind of like went legit, but like wasn't really legit, but he was legit. Mm-hmm. And then like you know you always got that one guy from way back when you were at your regular home when you were that used to be running the streets, and he's like, "Can I come back to where you are and act a fool?" And you know, Ace was like, "No, that's not happening." <laughs> yeah, like, and, I can't and he came that. there and like became a made man and like started acting a fool. And you know, it, you know, it worked against him because he got it. In, are we spoiling? Uh, I mean, yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert for okay. all the movies that we be talking about. Sorry, but not sorry. Yeah, he got killed uh, at the <laughs> end. Yeah, Joe Pesci's character got killed because he thought he was going, you know, run the streets, and they they got got at him. So. Um, I really like that, and this film like really comes full circle because at the beginning of the film you see uh, Nick Ace get blown up in his car, and you're, and he's like narrating about like. You well, know, you didn't see him get blown up. You saw the car get. Blown you saw up. the car get blown. Yeah, like the, 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 the presumption. I th- I'm not. Mis- I'm a little mistaken. I might be a little mistaken, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like the assumption is that he got blown up. But um, then when you get to that point in the movie, it's like he's he didn't do it. Like he didn't actually get blown up. Yeah, he got out. I, yeah, so I think at this point. I don't know. It's, it really did seem like he got in the car because, like, you see him get in the car at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and then that's and like that's and then it cuts up. to the blowing. It cuts up to the blowing up as opposed so like, to showing like him. Yeah, but I also could be misremembering. I know he doesn't die in that part, but I don't remember mm. like how that scene played out. But I know what you're talking about. One thing that I kind of like was didn't really not necessarily didn't like about it because I understand it, but like how we are talking about gangsters and criminals. So like these aren't you're necessarily like. You know, cookie cutter protagonists that like come in like they're the hero or whatever. Like they're bad people, <laughs> but they're like they're the main people. It's so, like I, I found it kind of, I didn't like it how he was like abusive to his wife and stuff like that. I'm like, man, he's the protagonist, but I'm like, wait, these are bad guys still. Like they they, they do that. So, yeah, yeah. It was it was something I had to like rethink my thinking on, especially you know being this was one of the first films I watched. So like seeing our protagonists in other films do you know not so great things was normal now because i'm like we are these are villains who are acting as like heroes in their own story Mm -hmm. so uh it was that and then that was pretty much it it just really liked how the movie was full circle you know from the beginning to the end Mm -hmm. where like everybody got shored up and like stories were stories were done and uh oh the, the other thing that i mentioned about you know liking movies like 
about games. Um, it was really good how like they really explained the editing was really good there. How they really explained how like it all works. Yeah, in yeah, that, definitely. And that stuff, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. It's like a heist movie almost. Yeah, like, it, it had that kind of energy towards mm-hmm. it, like where it was, it was, you had like a like a montage of people like as they were being explaining. Yeah, as they were being explained like what was happening, mm-hmm. but it like didn't feel um, it, it it didn't feel boring. Like it was a fun yeah. time. It reminded me a kind of of the Irishman, uh, especially Ace's character, where like. He started off kind of lowly, and then he worked his way up, and then got legit, and was like getting recognized in these different places. But still, like at the end of the day, he's still like just a gangster. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I agree largely with what you said. Um, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I thought of when I finished this movie, um, because I I do like mini reviews uh, sometimes, and I I usually try to like think of like one thing that stuck out to me. Uh, throughout the movie and it was the, the one thing that was here was uh bitches ain't shit and that is uh definitely true uh in this in this movie um, okay <laughs> that, that, you could have asked me a thousand things and i wouldn't have, i wouldn't well, have said that i was the I, I, I just mean that in this like obviously like looking toward looking at this movie it's like that's kind of like the 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 funny part of it that i took away is like dang like that she really sharon stone like really like was not was was what wasn't shit like what as at all? Like, I mean, but you gotta some of the blame gotta go to Joe. Oh, of course, no. Like I definitely like he he's a piece of shit too. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a terrible person. Like I hate him. Um, like I hated Joe Pesci's character. Um, through like two and a, two hours of the three, and that just goes to show. Um, like he's he's really good at playing a, a character. Oh, I hate. definitely like, great. So is James Woods. <laughs> Like as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, I hate him already. <laughs> Terrible character. But um, nah. But uh, on a more serious note, but and the other thing, so like that was only part of what I learned. Like the mm-hmm. the I also like bitches ain't shit, and you can't trust anybody. You can't mm-hmm. tr- you can't trust your friends, it's, and the, especially in the business that uh, they were in. You know that kind of uh, industry. I feel like if you if you trust anybody, that's when you like you've lost because yeah. like you don't know. Clearly, anything can happen. Um. Nah, but like I like Robert De Niro is one of my favorite actors, um, and I think that's something that I've I grew to learn. I I, I, I grew to like see as we watch these movies because I think this was this was like the second or third movie I watched, or might have been the first because I know I saw Heat before, and then I think I saw The Irishman too. Um, so I think this was like the third movie that I'd seen in like as we were watching these movies for the for the season, but. This was uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, yeah, uh, what I was saying is Robert De Niro is one of my favorite actors, and Joe Pesci is off, is also uh, like amazing, great, like great at what he does. Um, and I love the way that I love the work that he does with Scorsese. Like I think um, there's certain actors and directors that like just really work well together. Like they understand each other really well. They understand the workflows, and mm. I think that. Like Scorsese understands those two, De Niro and Pesci, like re- like they they all understand each other so well, which is why like they are able to bring they like it's like almost they're I think they're they're really good at bringing to get bringing to life what Scorsese really wants and like helping him realize his his vision, uh, and I think that just makes for a great a great time because like you said the direction in this movie was very very good it was like top notch mm-hmm. um because and that was something that stuck out to me like it was very uh lively and i really enjoyed the 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 aesthetic of like 
the the casino, like mm-hmm. what Vegas felt like. And um, that's the thing that I really like about, especially like directors like uh, Martin Scorsese and th- those directors that utilize kind of this, like Tarantino's another good one that does this. He utilizes kind of the same characters. You'll see the same, not characters, same actors in his films. Mm-hmm. And so as more films they make, um, there's a rapport built that like they can do more things. Because at this point, Casino, how many times had he worked with... Uh, Robert De Niro, at least four or five movies. Because he, he did, I only off the top of my head, Taxi Driver, uh, Goodfellas, Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think though, oh, King of Comedy. Mm, those are the. Those what about the, the first? Is Gang not Gangs New York? What's the first one he did? Um, oh man. Oh, Mean Streets. Mean Streets, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's I think that's like five movies already. Yeah. So like that, you've built some type of relationship with that yeah, guy. Yeah, and Joe Pesci in at least three of those. Mm, yeah, he was in he was in Raging Bull. He wasn't in Taxi Driver, I don't think. Um, I haven't seen King of Comedy. Uh, I think he played the past. He played some. He was like a small role in Mean Streets. Was he? I think he had like super. I know small he was role. in. I don't know if you're thinking of a Bronx Tale. That's what I'm thinking. He was in a very minute role in that, but that was a Robert De Niro directed yeah. film anyway. Yeah. But the point is, he's like they've he he's built a relation, mm, relationship. Relationship makes it with these easier actors. for somebody like him to direct those films. Of it course, takes kind of a lot of the work out of it. Not mm-hmm. work out of it, but, but he, it makes he, it he's able to a lot of times. I would imagine because um, obviously we weren't there when he made mm-hmm. these, but like I think uh, he's able to direct his. Uh, I mean, no pun intended, but he's able to direct his attention elsewhere, and mm-hmm. he's not worried about getting what he like trying to make sure that his uh his actors are giving him what he needs right um but i i really enjoyed like the kind of the duality between mm-hmm. uh uh ace uh robert de niro's character and nikki um because it was a great like like it was a pretty you know it's like any type of betrayal story like you know best friends and then like shit pops off and like their friendship you know deteriorates that was really entertaining to watch over the course of three hours, especially when you <laughs> yeah. add a woman in there who is as volatile as um uh, uh what was Sharon Stone's character's name? Uh uh Ginger. According oh. to you, bitches. I don't I don't know. Huh? According to you, bitches. Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> you know what I meant. I was hyperbolizing. I don't actually believe that cannot be a word. I, but I know you have a very strong grasp on the hum- on the English language. So the human language? <laughs> Is that the English language? And I don't think hyperbolize is a word. I really feel like it is. So you're not 100 percent sure? Uh, no, I'm not. I give you a dollar if it's a word. Really? I bet a dollar. I'll look that word. shit up look right up, now. Right. Look it up. Hyperbolize. And I'm gonna look. I better fucking hyperbolize. Oh wait, I spelled that whole wrong. Hold up. Spelled that bad boy wrong. Damn it! I keep doing that. Why do I keep? Sorry, folks. Gotta gotta make my dollar right quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dictionary. Hyperbolize. Represent something as bigger, larger, better, or worse than it really is. Exaggerate. Run me my dollar, bitch. Yeah. Damn! You don't have to call me such, <laughs> such colorful words. Uh, that, was, that wasn't necessary. But I, I will run you your dollar because I, I made that promise on air. So you guys hear it, heard it here. Yes. Sir, I'm a I'm a gambling genius. I knew exactly. I knew that. Was no, no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you watched Casino one time, bro. There's no way that you understand the ins and outs of that business. Nah, bro. I know, bro. I'm going to Vegas. I'm gonna win all of Vegas. I'm gonna win Vegas. Nah, you are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. Okay, I'm, be- right, I'm beating Vegas. Yes, sir. You heard it here first. Anyway, hey, you know what the saying is, bro. The house always wins. Nah, not when I'm there. That don't make no sense. Okay. <laughs> You'll be the one to change. 
Yeah, man. I'm the one. I'm I'm the dude. I'm Batman. They okay. they worried about me up there. <laughs> yes, sir. They worried about. They know about me. Ask you better ask them. You better ask him who Fly Guy is. Yeah. 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 All right, bro. <laughs> Yeah, they gonna hear this and they gonna be looking for you to come. They be like, "Oh, Ty coming? Yeah, we gonna get that. Oh, man. All that money. Oh man. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we had to say. It's very clear we both really enjoyed the movie. Um, also, I will say we talked about Goodfellas last episode. Uh, like, don't again. This was a few weeks. Uh, this was like a couple months ago at this point. Um, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I think that this is better than Goodfellas. Uh. Almost like pretty considerably. Granted, I've seen Goodfellas more than I've seen Casino, so I need to watch Casino again to to really verify that. But as it stands now, I do believe that Casino is better. Um, but you know, that's just I just had to get that out there because every time I get a chance to talk about Goodfellas, I have to talk about how overrated I think it is, and that doesn't mean anything. Like I still think it's an A, but like I still think it's like an A A minus four star film. But um, I can see that because you do give it an A, but like cap. How? Very much so, Cap. How? Like, is that heat? I'm sorry. I understand. I just that feel heat. like I feel I just like think you it's not like heat it compared to because in my head when I think of other gangster movies that are like because everybody thinks Goodfellas is like the quintessential gangster movie. Now that I, I just agree disagree with, with it. I just think because I think you can't say that when it's when you have movies like literally Casino that came out five years afterwards. You have The Irishman. Uh, the Departed is kind of up in the air. I'm not really gonna. I don't feel too strongly either way about that one. Like I'm not sure if I feel which either way. Like yeah. I think uh, The Departed might be a little bit more entertaining, but that's also just because like you have the. I I I, re- I really enjoyed the then Casino or Goodfellas. Uh, I'm talking about The Departed now. The Departed more entertaining. Oh than oh, Goodfellas, uh, or Goodfellas. Or it might Good- be because like I because okay. I personally wasn't all that really entertained by it because everyone's like oh it's mm. so like big and high life and like I mm. it wasn't it was just kind of whatever to me but that's how I felt about it. Um, uh, that's I digress. That's not that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, but I just had to get that off my chest, um, and I'm sure that'll come up later on uh, in the season as we continue to talk about this stuff. But uh, now it's time to hop on. Now it's time to move to the rating before we move on to the next movie. Um, so out of ten, uh, what what would you give uh, Casino, my guy? Casino, I'd give it a nine. All right, nice nine out of ten. Nice. Very good movie. Nice, same. Uh, I'm going to give it a uh, a nine as well. Uh, I think it's really good. I honestly think that if I were to watch it again, I might bump it up to a five. Uh, ten out of ten, masterpiece. Um, but uh, as it stands now, I just think it is a uh, fantastic, amazing, uh, um, great film. Just mm-hmm. all around, yeah. awesome time. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's how we feel about uh, Casino. Moving on to the next movie, we have Heat. Came out in 1995, written and directed by Michael Mann, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, and John Voight, uh, with a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a critic critics consensus that reads, though Al Pacino and Robert De Niro share but a handful of screen minutes together, Heat is an engrossing crime drama that draws compelling performances from its stars and confirms Michael Mann's mastery of the genre. Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around a corner. Uh, so, that's what Heat has to say about itself, the critics' consensus. How did you feel about it, sir? 
I'd agree with with a lot of that. I mean, Heat was really, really good. Like, I capped on it when I first watched it. I was like, mm. Yes, you did. I had to fight to get this into the top 16. Mm. I had to fight so hard. Mm. But then, but then, like, I just didn't feel like when I watched it that it was really, it fit, the, fit what we were doing. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, I, I see it. I, yes. I was capping. Come on now. It was that fight. It uh, is. It's that it fight. It's, it's so good. And, like, one thing, though, that I felt like there was some plot lines that I felt were, like, they were really strong during the movie, and then like when the end came, it was like they didn't matter. Like like the whole thing with um, with Hannah, uh, Al Pacino's character, mm-hmm. um, and his wife. Like they were having super marital problems like throughout the whole film, and then by the end, like they didn't really matter. Like it all came down to this this you know battle the between showdown. the showdown between Hannah and uh, Neil uh, Robert De Niro's character, which is really cool. It felt like uh, a Batman and uh, Joker like scenario like that's actually like that's i mean what christopher nolan has said that heat is like strongly um strongly influenced the dark knight because like and it's very obviously it's very obvious once you watch it Mm -hmm. like there's like quite literally scenes that like he pretty much plucked from heat and just put in they should have did the batman scene where they were in the hallway and joker put the gun on him and then he backed him (laughs) into the wall and then spun out so clean (laughs) But yeah, so see, I'm on the same mind as Christopher Nolan, bro. That means I'm raw. I can make the next tenant. No. Yeah, I'm not that smart. I need to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. I saw it three times. I still can't tell you what happened. <laughs> but no, yeah. So that whole um, psychological to- toggle between them two, those two characters was really cool. And um, Neil actually, like, he really, I don't know, it felt like, a, little, a, a lot of sameness for Robert De Niro. Like, he's played this character before. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like he... Not dug deep, but it was just like, I've seen this. I know he's going to do fine. Like, I'm not worried. Whatever. But uh, this was the first movie I'd seen. Like, Al Pacino. Because um, I think Heat was one of the first ones I watched, too. That's why I didn't like it as much. I think it was mm. one of the first yeah, ones I, I watched. Yeah, Heat was definitely one of the first ones yeah. I watched. And I love Heat. And so... Um, seeing Al Pacino, like, in this role was really, really good. He's an amazing actor. Like, Al Pacino was slept on especially today because not many people like know about him or like watching his stuff as much as they used to mm-hmm. but yeah Al Pacino is a great actor it's a great movie all around great story um and the final showdown was amazing I love that scene um where it was that huge crowd and everybody was like crowding like this little walkway and then like Al Pacino was like had to like duck through him screaming like he's the police mm-hmm. really cool and like the subplot with him and his daughter was really good too even though she was on the screen uh, for like all of like five minutes in the whole film, like their scenes were really strong because it just it kind of built on built on more to who Al Pacino's character was as a person in the movie. So, and I think she was played by Natalie Portman. Am I? Am I yes, that yeah. Was, that was, it was Natalie. It was Portman. also cool to see her like young as a kid. Not, it's always cool, but um, yeah, great movie, and uh, but definitely, am sorry that I capped on it. Yes, I I, I apologize. Was- very, very frustrated that I had to fight so freaking hard to get this movie into the well, top. You didn't have to fight that hard. I, mean, I definitely fight, did. I definitely did. Not tooth and nail. I mean, Maybe it just was. Tooth. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I hate you. No, you don't. All right, man. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Um, now, uh, before I get started with mine, um, I, I just realized that I made a mistake uh, with the Rotten Tomato scores. I had them <laughs> I had them listed from the movies that we did in episode four. Uh, so the uh, it's all right. Hear me, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
when I'm making these notes, I just copy and paste them, and then I like adjust everything as I go. And I just like Rotten Tomatoes was the last thing that I did, like that I was supposed to do, but I didn't do it. And the funny thing is, what is I left a reminder to myself, yo, change the Rotten Tomato scores. But then I saw the Rotten Tomato scores, and I was like, they're already there. Why would I need to add them? So I was like, oh, we're good. You're an idiot. Then I realized. Oh, I have to change them to the current movie. You don't say. Because I forgot that's what I did. I bet. We're going to start the whole episode over. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to uh, adjust it. Casino's Rotten Tomato score, not in 96%. It is in 80%. Um, and uh, Heat's uh, Rotten Tomato score is not in 92%. It is in 87%. Okay. Now, with that in mind... Um, I'm not going to reread the critic consensus, um, but you guys, uh, hopefully you sure that, that was right. <laughs> hopefully, I yes, because I didn't write that down. I read that from directly from the website. Okay. But um, now with that context in mind, I don't know if you guys really give a shit about that, but I just know that I, I was thinking about that because it was really fucking me up. But anyway, um, as for how I felt about Heat, uh, I had known uh, that this, is, this was one of the big inspirations for The Dark Knight because I'd seen... Um, Christopher Nolan speaking about it a lot and like I'd very ever ever since I found that out I'd really wanted to watch it because I was just really into um that specific uh aspect of The Dark Knight like I loved that I, I loved The Dark Knight as a movie first of all and then the fact that this was such a big influence on it made me really that much more excited to watch it so I did finally get the chance to watch it and it was um great like i loved it so much um i really 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 enjoyed like the the like the aspects of kind of the 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 good guys versus the bad guys because i enjoyed both sides because and i think that was that really made um the experience that much more enjoyable and i think that's that's that proves the the value in getting actors like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino to play uh, opposite each other because right. uh, they both make both sides uh, very entertaining, very much uh, fun, fun to enjoy, fun to watch. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, I, I actually gave, I actually really like cared about what was happening. And um, it, like you said earlier, like you could, you you noticed it, like how it felt like the Dark Knight, and that just goes to show, like the the antagonistic relationship between uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, Neil uh, Vincent, and uh, Hannah. Vincent Hannah uh, Al Pacino and uh, Neil McCauley, Robert De Niro. Um, it was, it, it's very, it feels very like, you know, it's very much that same. You, you can see the elements of that relationship in The Dark Knight and that just speaks to the fact that, I mean, The Dark Knight was first, so that just speaks to what it is now um, or how that relationship was portrayed. Uh, I think the, like the simple, the simplicity of the story really, um, it, it it was it just really i i think it really worked well because of how uh the, the having the clear sides it mm. was just very like it was really easy to see what was going on and i think that really like worked narratively for this movie and like i said i was rooting for uh both sides at one point but i think ultimately i was rooting for the bad guys just be just because i think uh de niro was a really magnetizing character um and I love the I love the way that the movie unraveled around our characters and showed like the differences and how they like dealt with things because um, De Niro he you know 
or I'll, I'll start with Pacino. Pacino was very much like uh, benevolent towards his like his family, or not all his family, because him and his wife were going through it. But um, his his daughter specifically, they um, like he he and it was only his stepdaughter, but like he still had a really strong like love for her, mm-hmm. and it was very uh, and it, it was very interesting to see like how how strong his love was for her as like he you know saved her life but then literally de niro did the opposite like his character did the opposite and he left edie like just left her and granted i don't think she was in like severe danger like danger of losing her life but uh she was it just shows the differences in their characters mm-hmm. but i also really enjoyed how like the two characters like robert de niro and Al Pacino, they were both addicted to the lives that they lived, mm, and it was yeah. like it, it was cool that like you know they ran into each other. It's like the immovable object meets the unstoppable force mm. type thing, and you know we finally get the answer to that, or not necessarily, but like it, it was cool that you have two people that are so similar meet on the same trajectory. That's that's why I mentioned uh, noticing that Batman Joker like uh, relationship. Yeah, because both yeah. of them are like super like Batman's addicted to fighting crime. And then Joker is addicted to committing it. So <laughs> I thought that was just ugh, beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, but this is a great, great movie as far as the crime drama, crime, as far as crime dramas go. And um, yeah, like that's just how I feel about it. But that's enough. That Those are my thoughts on it. Um, let's go ahead and rate it before we move on to the next movie. Uh, what would you give this out of 10, sir? Give the score I gave it when I first watched it. Well, I gave it a solid six. Out of ten, when you first watched it, you thought it was a six. A six. Oh my god! But upon further review, I give it a nine. Oh, okay, nice. That's nine. higher than me. I give it a, I give it an eight. Like it's I have nine. it at a, a smooth, um, impressive, like a smooth, smooth impressive. Smooth. I was impressed by it. Very much enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in case anybody's wondering how I rate movies, um, personally, I just double my score on Letterbox, so I gave it a four stars on Letterbox, and I just kind of double that. Now, as far as the decimals are concerned, I kind of treat that. I, I use some leeway with those, but um, you know, typically, I just kind of stick with... Uh, I double the score, uh, but yeah, I have... Uh, what's it called? Uh, heat at a, at a at an eight. Eight out of ten. But um, moving on to the, uh, the next movie. Where are my notes? Here they are. Uh, Snatch. Released in 2000, directed by Mr. Directed and written and directed by Mr. Guy Ritchie, starring Jason Statham, Brad Pitt, Stephen Graham, and Vinnie Jones, with a Rotten Tomato score of 73% and a Rotten Tomato score, uh, excuse me, and a critic consensus reading. Though perhaps a case of style over substance, Guy Ritchie's second crime caper is full of snappy dialogue, dark comedy, and interesting characters. What? You saying I can't shoot? Oh, no, Tommy. I wasn't saying you can't shoot. I know you can't shoot. What I was saying is, that six-pound piece of shit stuck in your trousers there do more damage if you fed it to him. How do you feel about Snatch, young man? Loved it. It was it was actually one of the first games movies I watched, especially here, that I liked. was legit laughing most of the movie. Like, it was hilarious. And then uh, I felt like I was watching, like, a Tarantino film. With like the in terms of like the dialogue, because mm-hmm. it, it felt very um, reminiscent of like things you see in like a hateful eight or a because um, this I've seen those before I'd seen this, but um, about how like they just use that dialogue to really move the narrative, it, which I thought was really funny and cool. Um, 
and then I like that he had different storylines. Like you had uh, the boxing stuff with um, Brad Pitt's character. Uh, that Mickey. was Nikki. And then you had Mickey, the Mickey. stuff going on with Brick. With uh, that was not his name. Yeah, no Turkish. Sorry, Turkish Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you had the diamond stuff with Benicio del Toro's character. And so just all those lines were funny. And then like they all kind of connected, almost like in Pulp Fiction. Like mm-hmm. how they all connected, but they're all separate. Yeah. So uh, I liked how this movie was set up. The editing in it was really good. That's that's why it did so well. Yeah, that's, this movie edited very well. Very well. And just the cast, hilarious. Like the black guys that were in it, dog. <laughs> they're actually in the tra- uh, in the first trailer for the for the sh- uh, for the season. Uh, great. Like I love the I love anything with them. Like they're yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. So just great movie all in all. Like. Um, it's no, it's no masterpiece. I would say, like, it no. definitely has some issues. Like, it definitely was some stuff. I was like, did this really need to be in the movie? But all in all, great film. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I I definitely agree uh, with with a lot of what you said. Uh, the critics the critics consensus uh, kind of uh, is interesting to me because it said you know style or substance, and I never considered mm-hmm. it like that. But it's very much true. Like, yeah, that is, exactly. That is quite literally what this movie is: style over substance, which is um, you know, fine. I don't necessarily mind that. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, but that's it, just something that... Because I know there's movies like that that are style over... That are focused on, you know, style over substance that I don't necessarily enjoy as much. You know, like a, a Baby Driver. I don't I don't think that that's as good as something like this, even though that is very much a movie that focuses on its style over its substance. But um, I digress. Uh I, I, I definitely... And I also wanted to piggyback off of what you said about how you feel this this reminded you like you saw a lot of stuff that like kind of reminded you of 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 uh, Tarantino. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. And I actually thought about that. Like in my in a review I wrote, I was thinking, um, I don't think we get a movie like this without Pulp Fiction. And I'm like yes. almost certain that I don't know if we've reviewed Pulp Fiction yet. Um, yes, we have, because we're going in uh, order of release, mm-hmm. and Pulp Fiction came out in 94. Duh. Like, I, I I don't know if I said this while we reviewed it, but I definitely think it revolutionized the, the genre. And I think without movies like Pulp Fiction, I don't know if we get movies like um, uh, uh, Snatch, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but like I said earlier, I, I think the style over the substance really makes this movie what it is. Like I think, and I, I like you, like we both said, uh, it's edited really, really well. And I think that's a part of the charm in the movie because it makes it so energetic and so uh, hyperactive and it's less, it's movies not even close to two hours. It's like, or it's, it's like an hour and 44 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not long at all. Uh, but it's the movie. It, it's, it's so well paced in my opinion. It moves so quickly and that's largely in part due to how fast we move through sequ- through sequences of events and a lot of the times we get quick montages through stuff that you know adds the gives the sense that we're moving at a breakneck pace if you will and it's just really uh, engaging and fun uh, to experience on that on that visceral level um, and like the characters like I can't even I still don't I don't know the characters names that well but they're definitely iconic like you have like Turkish, Mickey, Tommy, Bullet Tooth, Tony, Frankie, Four Fingers, Cousin Abby, Boris, The Blade, Bricktop, Doug, The Head. Like, these are all hilarious names. Tyrone, Tyrone, Soul, Mullet, Darren, Errol, MC. Like, they're all, these are all, like, great names for characters. And then, like, just hilarious. Like, like you said, this is one of the first movies that, like, really made you 
like laugh the whole time like i was laughing mm. a lot because it was really really funny it was a lot of funny stuff um some stuff honestly i don't remember exactly because i haven't seen it in a, in a little bit but um definitely some stuff that probably wouldn't fly now but um <laughs> it's it's i mean it's still no. given the time because it was released in 2000 uh still uh 20 years later it's still pretty funny at least in my opinion um also features one of the funniest MacGuffins that I can think of, like the little the eighty six carat diamond. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a hilarious. Like that's just great. Like there's so many aspects of this movie that I love, and I, I think a diamond that the dog ate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just it's so much like bonkers stuff that happens in this movie. It's great, um, and I love the aspects of it. Like I love how everything. There's so many different things that are happening, and there's two distinct, different, distinctly different stories that end up tying together so well. Uh, and it, it's just, it's a all around fun time, uh, you know. And also, as I was watching it, last thing I'll say, um, I, I was watching this movie, and before I watched it, like I saw names like you know Jason Statham and Brad Pitt attached to him, and like I have the like i know those two actors as what they are through the 2000s through the early 2010s mm-hmm. like you know uh you have transporter and you have jason like through J- like jason statham is transporter he's like that cool suave guy and you have like brad pitt you know just being Smooth brad pitt swat guy yeah like they, time, like they're yeah. both very they're very they're acting as very different characters as they were uh and uh as what i knew them as in this movie uh, especially Jason Statham. Um, now, granted, obviously that was because of, that was more so some because I hadn't really seen a lot of movies uh, prior to two thousand, and now obviously like having seen a lot more stuff, uh, it's not quite as much as, as much of a shock, but it was still a pleasant surprise that I'd had uh, at the, given the time that I'd seen this because that was before I'd really seen a whole lot of movies. But um, that's pretty much all I have to say about Snatch. Uh, I think we can go ahead and rate it and move on to the. Uh, I believe it's the last movie of the of the episode. But so, uh, what would you give it out of ten, sir? Solid, impressive, eight out of ten. Nice, nice. Me too. Uh, same thing. Same thing here. Uh, really solid movie. Uh, loved it a lot. Uh, but like the like the critic consensus says, I don't think it's perfect. But I think it's one of those movies that like if you because movies that emphasize style over substance, if you're really enjoying the style, then like it's gonna make it that much more enjoyable to you, which is why you can rate it higher. So like that's why I love this. That's why mm-hmm. I give it a four stars because I love how great it is. Like I love how energetic and how the style really just fits me. I really like I really had a great time watching it, which is why I'm able to um appreciate it and give it uh, a bit of a higher score than someone else might. But um that's that's kind of that's how I feel about it. Uh, but moving on to the last movie of the episode, we got Gangs of New York. Uh, oh, we got Scorsese with two this to this episode because I'm in role. I think he probably directed so many movies in this damn in this damn season. Uh, but Good bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we got Gangs of New York written. Uh, excuse me, directed by Martin Scorsese, written by Steven Zylon, Jay Cox, Kenneth Logger Loggeron. Lodron, I'm not sure how to say that. I think I butchered it. And Herbert J. Asbury, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Daniel Day Lewis, Cameron Diaz, and Liam Neeson, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 73%. And wow. a critics' consensus reading Though flawed, the sprawling, messy gangs of New York is redeemed by impressive production design and Day Lewis's electrifying performance. I'm old, you wimps, said them.
Not too sure. Never did figure it. I'm 47. 47 years old. You know how I stayed alive this long? All these years. Fear. The spectacle of fearsome acts. Somebody steals from me, I cut off his hands. He offends me, I cut out his tongue. He rises against me. I cut off his head, stick it on a pike. Raise it high up so all in the streets can see. That's what preserves the order of things. Now you seem to be very, very shocked by this I mean, by this by this rotten tomato score and critics consensus, sir. Does every movie have its issues? You bet your ass it does. But I don't know. I think the the greatness of this film really outweighs the the, the few flaws that it has. I mean, I just think like they did mention the production design. It was absolutely amazing. I loved kind of like the whole. It was like very spherical in a sense. The way they kind of set up New York, especially where the, like the. It seemed like they had like kind of broken New York down a little bit, and like all the boroughs were like in this sphere, mm-hmm. and it just kind of branched out. I thought that was really cool. Um, Daniel Day Lewis was definitely the highlight of this film. His acting was amazing. Yo, his, have you seen uh, any of his other movies? There was one I saw. I don't know what it was called. So I'm gonna say no because I remember what the name of it was. Uh, because I've seen There Will Be Blood. That I've seen that. And it was really good. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, he's a, continue. yeah, he's a he's beautiful when he does his thing um and also this movie really reawakened how like bad Cameron Diaz is like she's gorgeous I love Cameron Diaz Cameron <laughs> the original Charlie's Angels is that he um <laughs> that new stuff I don't know what that is but don't do that um but back to uh, Gangs of New York uh this was uh Martin Scorsese's at least the first one I'd seen his first period piece and I think he did a really good job was it his first period piece? I'm thinking about it uh I guess not period piece, but I guess his first film where it's not really like... No, this is definitely a period piece. Mm, I mean, yeah, I guess, because like, I'm thinking of movies like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, but like at the time, those weren't period pieces, so that's yeah. not a period piece. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I think this is his, at least the first one that we've seen. And I mean, as far as like, you know, for the sake of argument, your first period piece, you, I mean, out the park with this one, it was really good. And then the whole, yeah, uh, even though Liam Neeson wasn't person, in it, like, in for a long bit of the movie, like, for most of it, all of it, almost, he did a really good job in it, too. And, like, that whole scene, kind of showing where his son, you know, began. And then, what was uh, his son's name in the movie? Um, Leo. Leo's, Leo's character. character. Um, it was, I got you, Amsterdam. What? Amsterdam Valen. No way I would have guessed that. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was really cool to see how he, you know, got out of prison and then uh, basically worked his way into like trying to kill the guy who killed his father. And then that final showdown was, you know, really cool to see. And I don't know, I just really don't think this movie was like overrated. It seems like the criticism it was saying. It, I think it really, you know, is a very good gangster film. And it was good to see, like, it broke the monotony of what I was doing in terms of the list because, like, I'd seen all these movies that kind of all, you know, in the same realm of, you know, possibility for all these movies. Mm-hmm. But to see something like Games of New York that was really different for the genre by somebody who had basically wrote the genre was really cool. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, 
I think this might be the first one we we slightly disagree all wow. episode because I definitely I think that of the Scorsese films that I've seen, I think this might be his weakest in my opinion. Um, and I kind of agree with the critics' consensus. Like I think it's a pretty messy, pretty flawed, flawed movie. Um, the only reason, like I, I was, this is one of those movies that like I wasn't gonna not include. Because, like, I mean, it literally has the word gangs in it. And it's, like, it's it's too good to not include it, in my opinion. But I definitely didn't think it was very... Um, I, I definitely don't think it was, um, you know, one of the better. I, I definitely think it was one of the bottom tier of the C, of the Sweet 16 that's going to end up... That we're going to end up uh, moving through. Um, but I'll... You know, I'll, I'll kind of just try to break down my thoughts. Uh, the pacing felt really weird to me because, uh, you know, the first 40 to 50 minutes or excuse me, um, is a pretty slow burn in the film. Like because it's it's a, it's a pretty long movie. Yeah, so it's, long. it's almost it's almost three hours. Uh, it's about it's 167 minutes. So that's like a, it's like 13 minutes off of being three hours. Put you with that time math. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but. So it, it it's like there's a it's a slow burn up until like you have forty or fifty minutes left and then like all of a sudden like we move through what feels like months of story and we just end up getting to Okay, yeah, I do yeah. It did it dealt with time very weird. And then and then it, it and that's not really like you know, that's maybe may like I also haven't seen it more than once, so like upon rewatch, if I do watch it again, I'm like, all right, this is definitely an issue. But as of now, it's just one of those things like I noticed and I like made note of because it was very odd. Like I'm not, I didn't really know if I uh, liked that part of it. Um, and I, I do think the movie's too long. Like I do think you could take like 20 to 30 minutes off of it and you'd be perfectly fine. Um, like you said, Liam Neeson was amazing. And I, I think, well, well, hang on, let me get ahead of myself. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance uh, was really was really solid. Uh, this was in 2002. So I don't know where this was as far as like which like what number film this was that he'd acted in but i'm a big i'm i'm pretty vocal about or not that vocal like i don't talk i don't go around talking about this that often but um i definitely don't appreciate um leonardo dicaprio's performances like i i I definitely think he got better as he got older which is you know i mean that's totally fine that's not a bad thing it's just i'm not really a big fan of a lot of his earlier performances uh, this one being one, like it's good, but it's not like what I. It's I I I really appreciate movies like you know Wolf of Wall Street, um, Shutter Island, Inception. Even though Inception's like a mid tier kind of acting performance from him, in my opinion, um, and uh, Django, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like those are like him as a more seasoned actor is what I really appreciate from him. But um, so, but like I really I liked his performance in this. Like I really felt him as a person. I felt a lot of his motivation. I felt his uh, the, the way he felt about a lot of things, especially uh, a lot of the conflict that he felt oop, hit the table um, that really caused inner turmoil. Like uh, it, it was really I, I think he did a good job of portraying that. Yeah. But as the critics consensus says, Daniel Day Lewis is by far like the scene. Like mm-hmm. he owns this movie. Put this the is, team on his back with this. This movie. is him. Yeah. Like this is all him. And like that's. That's not a bad thing. Like Daniel Day Lewis is a amazing actor, and I'm I I hate that I haven't seen more of his work, and I need to, and I'm definitely going to at some point. But um, he he's by far like the star. Like this is his movie. Um, mm. and the only time I think that it might be called into question a little bit is the opening like ten minutes when Liam right. Neeson's there, where he does give him a run for his money, and right. I think that's my 
honestly, that's probably my favorite part of the movie, like the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's like great. I think it's a great uh, sequence. I I, th- I love all that, and um, so I I think that's like that's just great. Cameron Diaz was also she like did really an good, amazing job. In she was really good, and I liked her performance. Um, her relationship with uh, Billy the Butcher, Daniel Day Lewis's character, was um, a bit interesting. Uh, this obviously brother and sister. No, like, cause I think like she was like his. I think he was her pimp in a way. But I, I I'm yeah. also going to be like 100 transparent. I do need like I actually need to re- yeah. revisit the movie because I don't really remember the relationship all that much. I do remember though, like at one point, I think it was of some sort of sexual nature, which is why I don't. Which is why I'm like confident it wasn't brother sister. But like they never had sex on screen. Like I don't know. Like, like I think might have been sexual, I think it was like anymore. I think there was like something like I don't think they actually. I think they ever actually. She said she didn't know him since she was a child. Something like that. Yeah. But like I I don't know. Like I said, I need uh. to rewatch the movie, but. Um, it, it, it was, the point is, it's a, it's a pretty interestingly flawed movie. Like it's, it's rich in a lot of aspects, but it's also like the set, the set design is like, as the critics consensus said, was great. Like it looked amazing. And I felt that I was in, you know, that time. Like I've, it was, it was really well put together film in that aspect, really well directed. Um, but I just wasn't necessarily... I wasn't as on board with it as you seem to be. At least I liked how I also really liked how it reflected times a, a little bit because it was right around that time where uh, it was a huge influx of people into America. Yeah, yeah. Like, like right around the when the Irish came over. Is there during the Civil War? Yeah, the Civil War. Yeah, this was saying America the- Civil War. Yeah, really. Yeah. Huh. All which right. is why, which is one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it because, or one of the aspects of it that I really enjoyed because mm-hmm. it was unique. Like that's okay. not a gangster. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, I know for a fact none of the gangster movies in this season have that. Like have a a, a gangster pe- a gangster period piece set in the eighteen hundreds. Nah, like that's for sure. Nah, and that's just really <laughs> interesting. And I like the fact that I like that we got to see the way New York was set up in that time. Right. And um, it, it was just it was just cool. I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, and I loved, I just absolutely love, um, this is kind of like just a, just a little thing. I, I really, really admire like the, 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 I guess the, the sensibilities of the time where, um, you have like, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character, uh, Billy the Butcher, he never disrespected, um, the priest, Liam Neeson's character, like mm-hmm. they were, ne- their relationship was always like one of adver- like an adversarial um, respect for each other. Like yeah. they were both very like respectful. They were, you know, this is one of my greatest enemies, and I respect him so much for it. And like when he died, like they gave him a, they they buried him properly, and yeah. like they they treated him as such. And that's why, like you know, he was very accepting of his son, stuff like that, yada yada yada. But uh, that's that's not really. Oh, excuse me, burp. That's not really uh, anything uh, too major. That's just something that I really, really enjoyed about the movie. But um, as I said earlier, I think my favorite aspect of it, my, my favorite parts of the film were the opening, the opening uh, about 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, because um, I just think that was beautifully put together. And then uh, my also this last 7 to 10, where um, we kind of watched the tombstones fade away as we see New York in the mm. back, in the foreground. We see yeah. the tombstones fade away as the background of New York kind of just grows into what it looked like in uh, presumably 2002. Yeah, uh, it was so weird to see like the Twin Towers. Yeah. Well, it definitely wasn't 2002 then. But yeah. Yeah. It was so I think, it, I think see... they grew and then obviously, you know, what happened. But yeah. um, I, like I said, I do need to rewatch It's always them. weird to see movies that have like the Twin Towers and you're like, wow. Yeah. 
very very true. Um, you know, imagine Spider Man was swinging on them. Was he? No, I don't. I don't think so. Like, well, I, like what if he was? Yeah, I mean, that'd been that'd be crazy. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed uh, what that represented. Like seeing the tombstones, kind of like seeing what New York grew into, um, and how it symbolized at least the way I interpreted it. The the powerful forces that ran New York at one time, um, being forgotten, you know, in favor of you know the present and the future, which could ultimately be one of those things um, that. Scorsese saying about gang life in general, like you know, this stuff is, this this stuff doesn't mean anything in the long run. Like all these these kind of alliances, allegiances, all that stuff that is so important in that in that moment doesn't mean anything um, later on in life. But you know, that's just an interpretation that I had. It's nothing really to get into at the moment. Uh, but that's that's how that's all I had to say about it. Let's go ahead and rate it before we wrap up this episode, man. What would you give it out of ten? Seven. So oh, okay. So, uh, the way you talking about it, I thought you were going to give it like an eight or something. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I'm about a seven as well. Um, you know, just a, I thought it was a good movie. Very, I thought it was flawed, but um, I, I thought, I think it was definitely solid. I think there's enough here to make it, you know, a good movie. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the wraps. I'm just definitely not giving some Mar- Martin Scorsese directed under a six. So, I don't just... remember what I gave Mean Streets, but Mean Streets might be under a six for me i know i don't like mean streets at all i know um your cat, but continue you don't even like mean streets but i liked it enough to give it a, i think i gave it a six probably no nah, I, I think i gave it a five yeah um uh but yeah that that wraps this episode uh so you know next episode episode six we're gonna be wrapping up the sweet 16 uh just our mini reviews of them talking about them and then we'll finally get into the bracket and uh, we'll be discussing. We'll, we'll debate our way through. We'll get to our winner. We'll announce the seedings and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know, stick around. Uh, Coming next week, episode six. Uh, yeah. So uh, also share your opinions with us. Let us know how you guys feel about our ratings, our rankings, our reviews. Uh, are we crazy? Are we stupid? Are we geniuses that know everything about cinema? Because I think we do. But you know. I'm sure people aren't going to agree. I know people haven't been agreeing almost this entire season. but um, And we love you guys. You're damn right. But, um, uh, yeah, so uh, you guys can make sure you check us out on the gram. Um, you know, brackets underscore B-rolls. Uh, as of recording this, we actually are doing our Halloween Best Horror Movie Tournament. That's actually doing pretty well. Uh, you guys seem to be really enjoying that. Um, but you know, we do daily, uh, daily content. We post a lot of, we do movie reviews, um, stuff like that. If you guys want more, like, I mean, I know we, we could possibly consider doing more. We only do two a week. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure there's room, room for, (laughs) (laughs) fuck no baby. I let Ty usually get the point on pretty much everything that I ain't doing. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But um yeah, that 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 pretty much wraps it. Um where can they find you, big man? You can find me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. You can just spell that C period U A T R O I V. You can catch me on Twitter at Red Kool-Aid317. When was that first of all, why are you a radio host all of a sudden? Second of all, it's muscle memory. <laughs> Second of all, when was the last time you logged onto Twitter? Well, when was the last time I opened Twitter? Exactly. Uh, that's that's uh, exactly what I meant. Uh, man. Uh, oof. Bro, when did Games New York come out? Uh, 2002. 
Yeah, around there. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, I forgot to tell you guys. You could follow us on Twitter, although it's very inactive. But uh, I mean, see, like, yeah, you see, you saying it, but we but, we ain't gonna use it. I mean. That's the same shit you do. Bro, I'm saying, so why you getting on me about it, though? Anyway, because, motherfucker, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the same handle. Uh, follow us on Twitter, brackets underscore B-rolls. Um, and then you can find me on the gram at flyguy.ty, T-Y's and fly. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at flyguyty7, T-Y's and fly again, of course. Uh, and I think that about wraps it. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. You know, make sure you guys leave us five-star ratings and reviews. I folded like I just realized. I don't think I've said that at all in the past four episodes. But I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure you said it. I had to have said at least once. Like I, I've been, yeah, had to. But anyway, the game that long. (laughs) Leave us, leave us five star ratings and reviews because we really enjoy those. They do a lot of work for us. Um, You know, they help us move up the charts and uh, allows people to see us and uh, enjoy the content that we uh, produce, everyone. And yeah, that's about it. I don't know what the fuck our sign off is, but um uh, brackets and, and B-rolls. B-rolls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, brackets and B-rolls. <laughs> See you guys next time.